Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Creative and Balanced Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani. We got a great episode for you. My guest today goes by the name of Bradley Zorgdrager. He is an assistant editor and journalist at Exclaim Magazine for all things that are metal. Or all things that are metal. <clears throat> I can never do a proper growl and... uh I said that word twice in different cadences because if you're not into metal, you are going to learn that metal is a lot of different things. It's actually a thousand things that don't sound like each other and a lot of metal people argue on what is metal. And speaking of, Brad is also part of an incredible YouTube channel called Banger TV. They tackle all those subjects, and it's led by somebody I'm a huge fan of, Sam Dunn. This guy, like, over the past decade plus, has made some of the greatest heavy metal documentaries I have seen in my life. And it's cool that Brad is attached to this whole brand, and I talked to him about that. And I know this show is diverse. We have hip-hop, we have comedians, we have porn stars, we have pro wrestlers, and you might not know a thing about heavy metal and there's moments in this conversation because i love it so much and brad loves it so much we kind of might drift off into a couple things that may confuse you lose you because we're dorking out and um i and then i notice a couple things during the conversation that i i consciously tried to go back and put some context into into your ears if you're not into the genre even if heavy metal is not your thing, you can learn a lot from Bradley's story. He is a man who took his passion, things he enjoys, things that he loves, and turned it into a fucking job. And you gotta respect that. And that's all I gotta say today. Shoutouts to our sponsor, the Pacific Junction Hotel. And we're gonna get right into this. Bradley Zorgdrager, Exclaim Magazine, Banger TV coming at you right Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Have you lived in Toronto your whole life? Or? No, I lived, I grew up in Kitchener. I moved to Toronto, like out by Humber, five, five or six years ago yeah, for yeah. school. And then, uh, and then a couple of years later, I interned at Exclaim, so I moved downtown for the summer, and then I just didn't move back up to Humber because I had class two days Two days a week and had to work three days a week, so it actually made more sense to live downtown. Plus, then when I wasn't in class, I could actually do stuff. Yeah, cool, cool. So. Yeah, and it's it's awesome that uh, you're a type of guy who turned your passion into a job, basically. And I want to go back to, like, the early Kitchener days. Like, when did you get exposed to metal? Do you have, like, a, a memory of where it just, like, a song or a band just kind of hit you a certain way? Well... The first CD I ever bought was All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a musical upbringing at all. My parents 
are quite Christian and, you know, they listen to like contemporary Christian music, which is didn't do anything for me. You know, yeah, as a yeah. kid, I was like, whatever. And then I guess the first metal album, this is kind of a dual thing. Uh, I actually wrote about this for the, for the banger Patreon. One of the questions for like our special blog, Patreon only thing uh, was what's the first metal album you had? Uh, so I talked about this one. Uh, the first, it's like debatable. Me and my mm -hmm. brother were trying to determine which one was first. Um, but it was Metallica Kill 'em All. I found a tape in my uncle's old bedroom at my grandma's house. He lived there. He lived there on and off, but he lives out west, so he wasn't there anymore. Uh, and I found the tape, and I was like, "Huh, this is that band that put out that Saint Anger song." <laughs> oh shit! So yeah. it's like, it was like that era, like early two thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd seen the video on Much Music, and I was like, ah, I, I don't know, but like I'd seen a lot of people wearing the shirts, and I thought the shirts looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I listened to it, and I was like, "What the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, who you are know? these guys?" And like the first three songs on that are just like, I remember I would put, you know, we had one nicer car and one shittier car in my family at the time, and the shittier car only had a cassette player yeah. so i kind of actually started liking taking that car because it means that sometime i could like sneak the tape in nice, uh, nice. it's kind of like shotgun right like if you get your music in first you get to do it but then uh, usually after like i'd be lucky to make it through three songs because my parents <laughs> would be like you gotta turn this off we can't do this so, so they turn it off on me uh so i'm glad that the first three songs were what they were because that's pretty much what i got from and I, I like other songs of course obviously on the album it's a great album but like the first three songs are just like yeah i've listened to them so much they're like my shit and then I think the first metal album I bought was the self-titled by Killswitch Engage. There was a, nice, a nice. dude I went to school with, and he had a Killswitch Engage hoodie, um, and I thought it looked cool. And then I saw that in like HMV for like two for twenty-five or something. So I don't remember what else I bought, but I bought that one. I think, that, and I'm pretty sure that was the first like metal album that I bought. Yeah, yeah, that's cool that you mentioned the Killswitch too. Like, uh, my heart's really with Killswitch too because. Uh, that exact album you speak of was kind of the segue into me getting into more extreme metal. It was like kind of, it had the really, really hard parts and then the soft parts. And it was like, I don't know, it kind of leaned me into it. And then, I don't know, I'm sure you're kind of like a lot of people where it's like, you want more, you want more, you want more. You start digging around on the internet yeah. and then it's getting heavier and darker and weirder. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's pretty much 100% it you know just and as I've gotten older I found my musical taste has just started pulling apart you know I like really extreme stuff and then mm -hmm. I like stuff that's like you know not metal at all yeah, yeah um the stuff that's in between if I if I found a band like Killswitch right now I don't know how much I would like it yeah yeah um because when I'm in the mood for extreme stuff I want to listen to like you know like a Nalnith rock or something wild Mm -hmm. uh, and when I'm in the mood for not extreme stuff, it's just like, why would I listen to something that's kind of extreme? But like, sometimes I get in the mood, but for the most part, it's like, it's definitely kind of pulling apart. Yeah, um, definitely. And I like extreme when I want extreme or not extreme at all when I don't want it. Cool. And um, yeah, how did um, your love for metal kind of turn into something that you wanted to pursue almost like as a journalist? Like, did it happen almost like unconsciously as you were keep digging for new bands and stuff? And it was it was kind of a fluke, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I went to school. I was initially enrolled in uh, the BBA Bachelor's of Business Administration at Wilfrid Laurier, which is a prestigious business program. My dad, my dad took it, so I, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the false, 
you know train of thought uh, and if any young person is listening to this i hope that they heed my words that this is bullshit uh yeah. that you know the only ways you can get a job is business or like science and that's kind of what i thought gr- going through high school so i kind of dropped art kind of dropped everything english in high school i hated because it was like analyzing shakespeare um so there are a couple you know key moments that brought me to being able to do this for my job uh number one i mean i read a lot of music magazines you know i always would um at one point i was on like this local punk message board and this person was giving away just like a bunch of like old alternative press press issues and i I grabbed them all and just like would go through them all and i still have them uh so i was always like reading stuff like that but it never like crossed my mind that i could do that as a career um and you know i hated english i didn't get it you know when i was in grade two or whenever they taught you commas i just didn't get like i I understood like use commas in a list but that's pretty much all i got you know (laughs) and um but I took a writer's craft class in grade 11 or 12. I can't remember. And I don't know why my teacher didn't get me expelled because, you know, I was like listening to a lot of death metal. So like all my projects, I wrote stuff about like killing people and shit. <laughs> and I don't know how I didn't get in, like <laughs> sent to the counselor or some shit, dude. But like I didn't. Uh, and I kind of like learned a lot of grammatical concepts that had kind of, you know, I just hadn't grasped when I was much younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think maybe because like when you were younger they kind of force you to write about certain subjects or whatever and then later on in life now you're writing about something you love and it's became something yeah, enjoyable it's more fun to like express shit you care about than to write about a theme of a play that you don't fucking care about yeah yeah um am i allowed to swear on this thing you can say whatever the fuck you want brother Hell yeah um and yeah so then i i, I was in school for laurier for business uh I went for four days and then I dropped out. After that, half my money was gone, even if I dropped out. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not in a good place right now. I'm like not enjoying this. Like, I'll just reapply next year if I decide I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out. Just worked at Tim Hortons for a year. Um, and the lady who lived across the street, we actually shared a dog with her. So she had a dog, but she would go away a lot. So we would always just take care of the dog when she went away. <laughs> Community dog. Yeah. And then eventually she uh, was just like, you guys just want to have the, have Toby every other week. So he would just come <laughs> hang out at our house for a week and then go hang out at her house. Uh, anyway, so she was like a career counselor. That's her job. Like she would essentially what you do in like, I guess, career studies in high school where it's like you go through like those tests and you figure out what you're what you might be good at. And like it kept saying journalist. And I was like, dude, I'm not good at writing like i don't know how to do that well uh and then you know it kept saying that and then i i considered it and i was thinking about it and i was like i don't know uh and then i remembered writer's craft class and how that was like pretty enjoyable and i did get you know i think better at writing it through that and then i don't know why i don't remember the moment but i was just like all right fuck it i'm just gonna do it like i don't know what else i'm gonna do and i don't i don't want to do the business thing so i'll just do journalism and see where that takes me yeah. And I did it. That's so cool. Yeah. It's and good fluke. Yeah. <laughs> Happy fluke. And uh, yeah, I think like it helps like even to push towards the writing it like since you just know so much about what you're writing about, like it probably comes to brain to paper to or to keyboard, like just so naturally. It's not like something like not too forced. Or... I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like very hard on myself. So it's like I could write out something pretty good right now, mm-hmm. but it's like the final product that I would want would take me like a lot longer because I'd want to edit it and change stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, come up with more insightful things to say. I could off the cuff, you could play an album for me right now that I haven't heard, and I could probably do something like half decent on it. But you know, I'd you know want to do my research into like the band's past and like 
just like stuff like that to make sure that I have as wide a picture as I can. But like, certainly if you were like, you have to have something turned in in 10 minutes, do something, I'd, I'd find a way to do it because I do have, I think a reasonably large frame of reference for it, mm -hmm. um, which makes it easier. Cool, cool. And uh, how did you get linked up with uh, the Banger TV stuff uh, with Sam and everybody? Like, So the former metal editor at Exclaim, Natalie, she went on there and did one of the Lockhorns episodes. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. And her and I were talking about it, and she was like, yeah, I think you would be good for that. So she uh, introduced me to, I think it was Lisa, Lisa Latisseur, who's like our producer i think of exclaim tv uh and she was like yeah like do you want to come in so i came in and i did deathcore lockhorns uh which was quite, con quite controversial because a lot of people don't like anything with the word core on it yeah, you know? yeah especially yeah. our audience like i've seen a shift in it for sure like I, I i feel like people seem more open to it now that i've been reviewing stuff and like yeah, they were like i'd never heard of converge i didn't know that metal core or hardcore or anything could be anything like that you know they because there's like this weird belief among metalheads that like I've heard metalheads say like hardcore is like attack attack and I'm just like that's so far from the truth yeah, but that's yeah. kind of like the false belief. One uh, thing that's beautiful about that show Locked Horns too it's like uh, people who are listening they probably know there's metal has like so many subgenres and things that blur together and what they do on these episodes is they pick a subgenre it's live on YouTube there's a chat going on and they have all these magnets of different bands and stuff and they decide, okay, like, what is black metal, like, today? And then they just talk about, like, who's, like, almost the founders or whatever. And almost by the end of the episode, whether people like it or not, you come up with, like, this this list. So The, the definitive. Uh, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people take it, like, they get mad that a that band they really like isn't included. And, like, it's not just about – it's not the best bands. Yeah, It yeah. is the most influential bands. People got really mad that I put Bring Me the Horizon on there for the Deathcore one. Because they're like, Bring Me the Horizon only had one Deathcore album. I'm like, yeah, but it was hugely influential because it attracted a whole other demographic to that genre. People who never would have listened to death metal riffs at all started mm -hmm. listening to it because they thought Ollie Sykes was a cute dude with tattoos. And they, <laughs> it, so it's hugely influential for that reason. You know, you might not like it. You might. I personally d can't really listen to that album. The recording isn't very good. The songwriting, it's just... It's just like a poor man's Black Dolly murder. It, I don't think it stood stood the test of time very well. Um, yeah, yeah. But I acknowledge its importance in attract, like I said, attracting people who otherwise would never listen to anything remotely that heavy. And then I'm sure once they found that band, then they started finding other bands. You know, Suicide Silence, Carnifex, those other bands. And if Bring the Horizon wouldn't have been there, would Deathcore have ever gotten as big as it did? Like, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you know, and on this show, people argue for bands and argue to take off bands. And one band that I got. And I was pleased that I got out-argued on this was Carnifex. I did not have Carnifex on there. I love Carnifex. I, you know, you know, at the start, you know, kind of them, Suicide Silence, and then Chelsea Grin. I always, like, thought that their sound started out in the same like vein realm of, of death, Deathcore. Yeah. Um, I always thought Carnifex was the best band, but let's be real, Suicide Silence was the bigger band. Mm -hmm. uh, likely you know like if they're bigger they're probably more influential so yeah. i was like we're gonna put suicide silence up there like i'm so, like i love carnifex like i love that band to this day like i think they're one of like the only deathcore bands that's still putting out interesting music uh you know a lot of deathcore bands ditched the deathcore thing uh you know suicide silence put out that abortion of a fucking new metal 
garbage <laughs> album. I, you know what? I didn't even listen to, to it, probably because I've seen like one of your articles on Exclaim being like, this is shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like waste Dude, my time. Type you, should, of thing. you should watch my review on Banger too. I trashed yeah, it. Yeah, and my yeah. writer for Exclaim, Joe, trashed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then like, you know, Bring Me the Horizon shifted from Deathcore. I mean, I, I think they're still, I think they're a good radio rock band. I think they're, you know, they're, so, they're solid songwriters. So I think they're still good, but they're not writing good, good Deathcore anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so all these bands kind of shifted away from that but carnifex i think still is so anyway back to the the point uh i got out argued on that and they said carnifex needs to be up there and you know i was like all right i didn't want to shoot my shot and like because i had to come at it from an analytical point not from the point of a fan but when i got out argued i'm like cool i'm i'm, I'm happy with this like yes let's put them up there Hell yeah, yeah. Hell and that's in. that's kind of the fun of the show is just like almost the host versus the chat and like the whole dynamic and the people in the chat are all arguing with each other and like that's what happens too like on metal forums but yeah it's just kind of like brought to like a more entertaining way than just like being stuck on like a metal thread it's it, like it, it's it made live. a show out of it it's yeah like yeah live. it's real time yeah. dude like you can tell somebody to go fuck themselves and two seconds later they can tell you to go fuck yourself back it's great yeah. um even when i'm not on it if i have anything to say i'll i'll log on and do the chat like when i'm not on camera uh and then but there were sometimes some people tried to argue some stuff and i was like no i put my fucking foot down i said no people tried to tell me acacia strain and amir should be on there i'm like here's the thing about both those bands where are the death metal riffs they're, they got the breakdowns, like the super heavy, like chuggy, like yeah, open yeah. note sometime breakdowns, but there's no death metal riffs. Like yeah, where yeah. where is the trem picking? Where are the blast beats? Like I'm like, I'm sorry, they're not. And I like both those bands, you know, various <laughs> parts of their careers, at least, you know, I like I like a lot of the stuff those bands have done and, mm -hmm. and the Acacia Strain are friends of mine and I love them but they're not a deathcore band and Vincent will tell you that <laughs> you know he will fucking there's like a quote somewhere where he's like if you think if you if you call us a deathcore band I will do something very bad to you and I you know a lot of bands try to argue against their genre because people are like people like to think they're fucking special and they're not uh, every band has a genre you're not some anomaly who does something crazy that's so special that people can't put it into a box and i think genre boxes are important and we're not taking away from the originality of your music it's just genre boxes are important so people have something to some context to talk about mm -hmm. you know i say deathcore you know what i'm talking about yeah i yeah. say thrash metal you know what i'm talking about i say metal you have no fucking idea people you know there's those memes that go around the internet uh and it's just like what she says what she means when she says she likes metal what you what you wish she meant and it's like what she says um or it could be what he says um sorry i don't want to come across like i'm like stereotyping <laughs> genders this is just what i've seen yeah on yeah the internet. Um, what too. that person likes and what you wish that person likes and it's like on the, in the first one it's like you know a data member asking alexandria those kind of bands and what you wish and it's usually like some hesher bands like you know like <laughs> yeah, cryptops like, yeah, like metallica exodus like all like the, yeah. the big thrash metal bands and it's just like it's just such a wide thing that subgenres are important but when acacia strains say we're not a deathcore band like they're just not a deathcore band Somewhere. like there's no death yeah metal yeah that. vincent probably has better taste in death metal than most fucking deathcore bands <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah but yeah, yeah. Not, so not. so obviously you smashed this segment out of the park and they called you back again to do some more stuff and like yeah if i recall correctly i did another one what was the other one? i mean I, I did one that was I did one that was metal and fashion because there was all like the hip hop people buying metal shirts and wearing them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And there was like a big Kardashians. Yeah, a big argument about that. And I, am I? I mean, 
the thing that pissed me off about that, just to go on a segue here, is yeah. you know I would want a T-shirt, and then you know it would be at some like vintage store, and they would jack the price up. There was a fucking nail bomb shirt that I wanted, um, you know, on the back of this feels good to be a punk loser. And I wanted it, and this, this store, I'm not even gonna say the name because I'm not gonna give them advertising. Because fuck you, yeah. they were charging like two hundred and forty dollars for this shirt. I what? shit you not. And I'm like, dude, I want this because I like the fucking band, but the price was so high because like these you know people who weren't even into the music were willing to pay that price to get that look yeah, and that yeah. bummed me out but other than that i don't really fucking care i don't care if i go up to somebody and ask them what their favorite song is from a band and they don't know what it is i'm just like hey like whatever um i mean beyond that if metal becomes high fashion i'm fucking hot you know you know what i mean like i am an attractive conventionally attractive according to the times person for the first time in my life you know, I yeah, yeah. so it didn't really bother me, you know, especially if the person, you know, they could eventually start listening to music or, you know, if they're buying stuff from a thrift store, it's not really supporting the bands. But if they start to get into the bands or like they they order stuff directly from from a smaller band, like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Why the fuck would I not want that? That's yeah, great. let's do it. I, I used to say this all the time, like 10 years ago. It's like I can never show up to any party fashionably late because I'm always like wearing like a fucking metal shirt. It's just I'm just late, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I I did a couple more Lockhorns and then yeah, they they were doing the uh overkill reviews and Sam was filling all filming all these album reviews. Uh and they wanted other people. Yeah. That, uh, that's awesome that you get to work directly beside him too. I've been watching his documentary since Headbanger's Journey. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Back when video stores were still around and when rented it, like, one of the first weeks it was out. And it's it's cool. Like, he's got, like, such a legacy of, uh, in my opinion, of some of the best metal documentaries in the world. From Headbanger's Journey, Evolution, uh, the Iron Maiden one. So, yeah, it's cool that you're, like, intertwined with that brand and, like, get to speak about your passion and have him, like film it and stuff like that and like gets yeah. released on youtube and yeah it's cool that. it's cool man it's yeah, yeah I, I watched that back in the day too and then you know i was like oh shit that's the dude all right and yeah mm -hmm. pe people ask me sometimes like what's sam like i'm like i don't he's a, he's a cool a dude guy. he's nice you know <laughs> we talk about metal we we agree on a lot of bands we disagree on a lot of bands like which all metalheads do yeah you know? yeah there are a few friends few friends of mine who we, we're pretty we agree pretty hard on most stuff but even then there's always like a d disparity because yeah, it's such maybe a the music. favorite album will be off of those bands you like. Yeah, yeah, music like is that. such a personal experience. Um, but yeah, Sam's a cool guy, and working for him is crazy. So yeah, they wanted somebody to be a second reviewer. Uh, they tried somebody else out, didn't work out. They tried me out, and guess they liked me. So uh, I started filming reviews, and that was the first album that I reviewed was uh, the last album by the Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And I gave it a four and a half out of five because i didn't want to give a perfect score on my first review and seem like a pushover yeah yeah uh but it's a fucking fucking <laughs> so five. do you read it's a fucking five out of five yeah do you regret not doing the five or i i, I just don't think i could have in that time you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like it was just circumstance but like i wish that i could have i wish i had done another review before that one so that i could have given that one a perfect score so like the did you um, end up going to their last show at the Opera House? I went to the last. I went to the last. Sh so I interviewed uh, Dillinger Escape Plan the day that they announced they broke up. I interviewed them at their Hard Luck show, uh, cool. and then I went and saw their last show at the Opera House. And then I actually went to New York City and saw their final three shows. Oh, beautiful! So man. Yeah, you're a real fan. Man. Yeah, the, yeah. The first one was uh, Mike Patton. They played a set with Mike Patton. 
performing Irony is a Dead Scene. The second set, second day, Dimitri came out and played some old songs with them. And the third day, there was this, I think it was the third day, there was this, this girl who was like, went to like this, like this school of rock kind of thing, and she came out and sang a song with them. Uh, and I believe that was also the day that they had that cello uh, string quartet or the string quartet who, per, who covered forty three percent burnt. Oh, okay, uh, cool. They came out and they played. Uh, if I recall correctly, the last song off Dissociation, nice, uh, nice. which I think is the title track, yeah, but yeah. I might be wrong. Um, so all the shows were special in their own yeah. unique right. That's cool that you got to uh, to see all those. Like uh, that's one thing I'm gonna miss about that band is their live experience is absolutely incredible. Like fucking dudes diving off balconies and everything and if people want to see somebody jump off a balcony um i got it uh i filmed one and, and it's on the podcast facebook page if you guys dig back a bit in our videos and it's pretty sick Is that at the opera house show? at the opera house when and you climbed uh, up on the side there yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. i was filming kind of like from the bar and so he jumped off the that little balcony thing yeah crowd surfed to the bar and uh orders a shot and then just like picks a random fan he's like you want a shot too and then i got like this moment where he takes a shot with a fan and then just fucking nice. dives back out it was absolutely madness but That's sick. It was that dude, beautiful that dude's a freak of a front man him and uh him and billy uh came out to the fullerton show i was on tour uh mm -hmm. with this band these two bands i manage vatican and heavens die and old wounds and vamakara were also on our california dates and they came out to the to the one show and that was that wicked was cool. are yeah. these bands uh toronto based as well no no no, no. cool cool uh vatican's from uh savannah georgia and heavens die is from shen i don't even know how to say it shenandoah valley or some shit in virginia Oh wow, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like doing fucking worldwide shit and everything, and I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I haven't left. I haven't done. A, I haven't managed a band outside of North America yet. So maybe someday I will. But yeah, that's really really cool. Yeah. So have you ever like traveled with them or? So I did. I did four shows on that tour. I flew yeah. out, did the three California shows and the one show in Portland, uh, and then I flew home uh, just for fun. And yeah, yeah. but I used to tour manage. Uh, pop punk band so i did all of we did like a seven week north america tour uh i think there's only two shows in canada so basically u.s tour but the first two shows were in canada yeah uh, and that was crazy yeah uh, but i stopped doing that I, we were on warp tour i didn't I, I was in like a not a great place mm -hmm. uh and you know the thought of waking up you know seven o'clock every morning and lugging stuff across a parking lot and setting up merch and sitting at merch all day and then you know, at the end, you have to pack everything up, lug it all back, and then I have to go on, have to go on the bus and do you know update all like the spreadsheets and send emails, yeah, and then it's yeah. eleven thirty at night and everybody's at the barbecue, and I was just like, it just it just didn't yeah. feel right at the time, so I so I uh, stepped down. Uh, we hired a friend, and I came back yeah. to Toronto and started working full time at Exclaim. Before that, I was on a contract basis uh, because I would leave and go on tour. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'd be on contract when I was home and then we'd hire somebody when I went on tour and then uh, come back and be back on contract. Yeah, tour managing is such a tedious job and I did, never realized until I started like doing media and I'm like interacting with all these people, like going to venues, doing interviews and stuff like that and it's just phone nonstop, ringing, micromanaging, making sure like 
all the band is almost cattle herding in a way. It's like they're all ready and like oh, it's like it's crazy scheduling like different interviews and. So I mean, the band that I was working for, they were a smaller band at the time. Like they weren't headlining, so I didn't really like have to do any advancing of like the entire show or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was so it was like a little bit of a different experience. But yeah, one of the re what, another reason that I kind of wanted to get away from it was on my way down um, to Warp Tour. I was in my bunk and I was writing up a, an interview that I had done with Nails and I enjoyed cool. writing it up. I enjoyed the, you know, weaving of the story and uh, tour managing is an important job. It's just not a really a creative job. You know, what yeah. are you, what are you going to create? You just make sure that shit goes right. You know, if you try to create too much, you might screw shit up. I don't know. So yeah, it, just, like, yeah. it just didn't uh, kind of lost its, lost its luster after a while. I was, I was, uh, seeing somebody at the time too uh and my dad was like make sure that you don't quit the tour because of this girl and i didn't but mm -hmm. i quit because it made me realize that eventually i wouldn't want to be gone all the time yeah uh, yeah it's so it hard like, like being on the road yeah long and everything it was it was a variety of factors coming together but yeah i mean i've toured with i've toured with bands a, a decent amount before and i probably will in the future but with bands i manage just you know hop in the van for a week hang mm -hmm. out yeah yeah fun, so. yeah it's it's cool that you're kind of like talking about this too because uh i think a lot of people from the outside they can be like oh or they'll see somebody like who has a job as a tour manager like even for like the biggest like names like a metallica or something and uh think it's so glamorous oh you're just like on the road with these rock stars but it's tedious early mornings late nights non-stop yeah it's like uh it's the most fun i've ever had in my life was being on tour and i've also never been more bored in my entire life because a lot of the time you know you're sitting in a, in a van we uh you know just driving around for hours at a time which gets very boring and then you come up with a dumbass game and you and your friends are laughing like idiots and then you go back to being bored and it's just it sucks and it's great and it's i don't know it's it's its own weird thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a unique experience for sure but i i mean i would i wouldn't change it i'm glad that i did it part of me wishes i was on tour right now but like you know ultimately i you know having one foot in the touring world and then one foot in my job back home yeah, yeah. um it was like you know, i kind of had to make a call rather than doing that and not wasting but spending you know like three more years of my life before i really get off the road and then i could have advanced so much uh further in my career um I saw I came back from Warp Tour and if I hadn't stepped down from that position I wouldn't be on the back of a Barrier Dead hoodie um in a live shot that happened be, a couple days after I came home they were playing Toronto and it was the first time I was around my friend Bike Rack drunk uh he used to be straight edge he's a sellout Bike uh, Rack is such a solid name <laughs> Yeah yeah so so Rack was drunk and he Rack. shoved me he shoved me up to the front you know I'm I'm I don't mosh I just hang out and watch the bands but yeah, Rack yeah. wasn't having it so he shoved me right up to the front and I was some guy snapped a picture and then I was we were talking about that venue, the Rock Pile, uh, with some some of my friends, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's like a picture of me from there." So I went and found it, and then I was like, "Wait, I think there's another picture. Let me try to find that one." I went to find it on like the photographer's uh, Instagram, and I saw there was a hoodie. I'm like, "Dude, I'm like front and center on the back of that fucking hoodie." Ah, uh, did you go? Did you order the hoodie? I, I, it wasn't online. It was only like a show exclusive. So I I, I oh, messaged shit. a band. I don't have it yet. I'll 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 get one eventually. Uh, and you know, if I hadn't quit touring. I also wouldn't have gotten to see Metallica at the Opera House, which I did, which oh, was awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm so jealous of that. It was, yeah, it was fucking stupid. I, I, I kind of want to see them again, 
because it'd be cool to see the full production. I've seen them at like festivals and I've seen them at the opera house. I haven't seen like a proper headline Metallica show. Oh really? Yeah, it's pretty epic. Like yeah. But so part of me wants to see it, but part of me kinda doesn't. So that the last time I saw Metallica was at the Opera House. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's hard. But uh and then <laughs> I also wouldn't have started at Banger uh if I didn't uh quit. I couldn't I couldn't do Banger because they expect regular contributions. Yeah, they're just so consistent with their content and everything. Which is, it's so awesome to see how that started off as like just almost a documentary company, and then went to VH1 for a bit, right? And yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't working for them back then, so yeah, I don't yeah. know necessarily all the history of the company. But you know, they've done they've done documentaries, they've done series as well. Yeah, they did, uh, yeah, I think uh, Metal Evolution was a VH1 thing, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's like it seems like a, a healthy environment to be around, always just kind of going with the trends of whatever, whatever you can do, like technology-wise, like from the internet to films and everything. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's like also it's cool that I can turn people on to bands. I mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's nothing more rewarding in that than seeing somebody comment on a band that i really like yeah yeah. and say like hey you know i bought i hadn't heard this band i listened to it now i bought the album like hell yeah i like in some way played some small part in that band making a little bit more money and a little bit like some more fans and hopefully that'll you know get them to a better place and allow them to extend their longevity yeah yeah i i don't like doing negative reviews i think that's a i've heard stuff like that like a misconception like you know critics are like these people who like like to tear people down yeah you know how much it fucking sucks to hate an album and have to listen to it 20 times to wrap your head around what you're trying to say and come up with stuff and i feel like i i owe it to the band and i owe it to my integrity uh as both a fan of music and a professional uh critic if you want to call it that a journalist if you want to use a less loaded word um to listen to it a lot and to see if something clicks, if some, if I'm missing something, and then it doesn't, and then you're listening to an album you hate twenty times, just yeah, nobody enjoys that. I mean, it's painful. <laughs> I do get a little bit like it is fun when you come up with a zinger, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? <laughs> and you're just like, yo, that zinger is sick. Yeah, like, you feel like you're like on a Comedy Central roast. And yeah, like yeah, that, together like something fun. That shit's fun, but yeah. like the whole. In, as a whole, I'd rather just review stuff I love all the time, so I never have to listen to stuff that I don't love ever. Yes, but and people are like, well, why don't you do that? I I, I got into like a little uh, Facebook debate with another member of the, you know the metal press who was just like, why why would you? Because it was when our banger Patreon went live. I was like, and I was just like, you know, I made a post. I'm like, yeah, like you if you want to donate here to help us so that I can tell you about other bands that you should listen to and and unfortunately have to tell you about some bands that you should avoid. Um, and he <laughs> was like, well, like my website, we don't. I only really cover stuff that I like and that's fine if yeah, that's yeah. your website. Um, but you know, once I, if I decide I'm going to cover something, I can't just pull my punches and be like, I'm not going to cover that because I don't like it. I, 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 and I can't fake it and pretend that I like something more than I do or that I hate something when I don't like, cause yeah, yeah. that's all you really have is your, your integrity as a voice. And if you start to compromise that, then you have nothing, you yeah. know, you're just a fucking, shell yeah know? and I, i'm sure like too like how banger does stuff too um it's kind of like building all the different reviewers as these personalities and after you watch like a couple episodes of you or or somebody else like you get to know what these people are all about so 
even if like they give you like some album that's not really your thing, somebody can see that and be like, I'm gonna watch this because I know he's not gonna like it. It's gonna be fun type of thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I get surprised. You know, we've we've recently been doing stuff like top five like viewers would vote on like the top five albums that we haven't reviewed yet in the year that we should have reviewed. Yeah. Uh and you know, there'd be like a or there was one I think we did one for last year and there's like a there's like a power metal album, which I don't typically care much for yeah yeah it's a little bit too cheeseball for me most of the time and i can only handle a song here or there but it was it was pretty cool like uh and you know sometimes i'll find stuff like that where it's like typically bradley is not a power metal dude but he'll be like you know what this album is cool because of xyz um so it's cool it's you know forced me to expand my horizons in some in some ways and really i think strengthened both banger and exclaim just being a somebody who talks about music it's it's also really strengthened my love for what i love because you know, I, when I listen to stuff, I listen to which with a more analytical mind. I find I find specific things that I think I'm like that's why this part works so well. And I and I think about and then thinking about that, it you know strengthens and reinforces why I love stuff. Yeah, so. cool, cool. Yeah, and you go to so many shows. I, uh, I go to a decent number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything around the corner that you're really excited for? Mm. I know summer's usually busy, but. That's one thing that's cool about living in Toronto, too. And, like, if you're doing this kind of media, like, you almost have to be here in a way, too. Because, like, if you were in Kitchener, there's, like, maybe, like, two shows in the summer. Or yeah. If we're here, it's almost like there's three a week. In <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, in Kitchener and stuff, there's, like, a lot of smaller stuff. But it's just, like, it's not an A market for tours. So, like, a lot mm-hmm. of big tours don't go there. Um, when I was growing up, 06, maybe 07, Killswitch Engage came like twice in like a year and a half, which was crazy. For I me. was at one of those shows. Yeah. Was, which one were you at? Were you at the. I was with Hate Breed, Hate Breed and Bury Your Dead. Hate Breed and Bury Your Dead. And me and my buddy always talk about this show because this is the only time we did something like this wild at a show, but we both dove off um, speakers <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> nice. And uh, we were just like kind of like just in the pit and everything. And then we saw somebody jump off the speaker, and my friend's like, we got to do that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like the brave one. I'm like the, trying to like talk us up, talk about him. Yeah. So he's like, okay, just boost me up. Then he did it. Now I'm like, okay, now I want to do that. Yeah, you, and you and then, then, uh, so we did that and we're like, let's go again. Let's go again. And then some, we saw somebody else like the, that place just turned into madness. Somebody else jumped off and nobody caught them and they just fell onto the floor and we're like, okay, I think we had our fun. Yeah. And just, yeah, I have a hate breed drumstick from that show actually. Sick. It's the one, I don't think I have any other drumsticks, but that's the one drumstick I got. Um and yeah, Killswitch came back with uh Poisoned Wealth Throwdown and the End. Cool. And that was yeah. But yeah, Kitchener doesn't get a lot of like bigger metal shows, so it's cool living in Toronto. Uh stuff coming up that I'm going to July fourteenth I'm going to Buffalo to see Vatican play with Inclination, which is Isaac from Knocked Loose's Straight Edge Band has also got like members of Expire and Wrist Meat Razor, so that's that should be fun. Um, what is even coming? I'm so bad at remembering what shows yeah, are yeah. coming up. Uh, <laughs> you probably go like day by day and just see like, okay, this is this is tomorrow. This is in like two days. And... Yavin Bellwitch is on july 4th which is my dad's birthday so sorry about that dad uh, <laughs> there's something on the 5th as well oh uh june 26th this probably this probably won't even be out by the time this is out or uh, that show happens but it's uh 
There's two shows that day. Uh, I'm going to go see Vane, and then I'm going to hop over to the other show, see Six of Swords, A Feather and Bone, and Two Mold. So that should be a good day. Yeah. There's, um, just, there's so much in the city, and the new, it's fucking the, awesome. The new Vane album is awesome. You should listen to it. Arizona came out yesterday as of the day that we're filming this, but I don't know when this podcast is coming out. So it came out a while ago, and you should listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't checked it out either, so I'll listen to it. What else, man? What other shows are? I don't know, man. I'm so I'm so I'm so bad at remembering what's. Oh yeah, it's all coming good. up. I just check my Facebook events here and there and remember. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm hoping to go to. This is hardcore for at least a day or two this year. Uh, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I am also hoping to go to the Vane Arizona record release show that they just announced i think it's somewhere in massachusetts which is where they're from and it's wow. like literally like the most irresponsible lineup it's it's that venue is not it's gonna be a madhouse it's them sanction queen's way buried dreams fuming mouth bleed colony and there's one more band um off the top of my head i can't remember yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed that i remembered as many as i did to be honest with you um so that should be cool if i can i mean it'll definitely be cool it would be very cool if i can make it there i hope yeah, I can. yeah one thing what i love about you you've figured out how to work or mix work and play and yeah. oh yeah transition that uh would you have any advice uh for like somebody just starting out in writing or like filming or something who wants to go down like a similar path as you or put yourself out there i guess i mean that's like so i the reason i started writing for exclaim in the first place was i was you know in conestoga college in kitchener for for journalism uh we had a careers in journalism class we had to talk to somebody whose job we thought was interesting you know ask them like what's your average day like what do you like about your job what don't you like about your job what did you do just for school how did you get hired here blah 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 Uh, and i was supposed to interview somebody who like interviews bands for like the kitchener rogers tv station or some shit uh and she once i finally she was down and then once i finally went to set up a time to do it she was gone she just like disappeared i couldn't couldn't fucking find her Mm -hmm. uh and i remember my friends play in this band called exalt and they're excellent and you should listen to them um but they uh they had mentioned you know we were playing basketball or something they had mentioned the band that they played with like the previous night the one dude a couple of the dudes worked for exclaim and one of them was like the metal editor uh, and it was just like a fluke that i happened to hear that and i think i cold called him and i was like hey could i talk to you about this and he's like yeah sure uh so i did and i interviewed him uh and he was, seemed seemed you know open to talking to me and nice nice enough so uh, i said can i send you some of my stuff i didn't think that he would uh asked me to write for them i thought you know maybe i'd get a few pointers out of them like oh you're yeah you, yeah you don't know how to use this punctuation mark or stop using so many goddamn commas um, <laughs> and yeah he was like this is pretty good can you send me some more stuff so i sent him something else and i was w- gonna work on something else to send to him he's like yeah it's good enough do you want to write for us so i did and that would have been six or seven years ago maybe cool cool um and yeah, if I hadn't asked him at the end of that if I could send him something, I probably wouldn't yeah, have yeah. gotten to that. And it, I guess also like just use whatever chance you can to, to the pieces. The first two pieces that I sent him were like basically use whatever chance you can to advance it, like advance your craft. Uh, so in in what I mean by that is the first two pieces I sent him were pieces that I wrote for our, our school paper. We, each semester, I think it was, we got 
one or two, I can't remember, um, opinion pieces for the school paper. Other than that, we were on a beat and we had to cover that beat. Uh, and I used them to write album reviews because that's what I cared about. Uh, so, you know, I got half decent doing those couple and then I had something to send them. Uh, other than that, just fucking do it. I mean, I run a couple of YouTube channels for Exclaim Aggressive Tendencies and then No Future, which is like a pop punk, emo, post-hardcore, acoustic, stripped down session kind of channel. Uh, and I just kind of wing, winged it at first. Yeah, and yeah. I, st I still don't know all the terms for like cameras and stuff, but like you give me a camera and I can probably figure out how to make something look pretty decent. Fuck yeah, so yeah. So I just started doing it and it's just like, whatever. I just tried it. Yeah, and yeah. Just keep pushing it and just, yeah, definitely. I think like uh, a lot of people sometimes they get stuck and they they want like these type of jobs and they're waiting for somebody to find them, yeah. but it doesn't really work that way. And like sometimes just a simple like email, even if you think it's like out of your league or whatever, but keep pushing towards whatever it is what you want to do, and things are gonna happen. Like people need to remember you and like yeah, I've had yeah. people email me, man, about like writing for Exclaim. I've, you know, one of the first questions I'll ask is like, you know, I want to get a sense of their taste. Mm -hmm. uh, no offense, but if your favorite band is Five Finger Death Punch, we don't want you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not it's, the demographic, it, you know. It just fucks the, it would just fuck our credibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it just isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just isn't. No. Yeah. Um, and so we want to have a, you know, we want to have a sense of the person's taste. Uh, so I'll talk to them about taste. And then usually the next thing I'll say is, you know, I might have seen some, some samples of the writing already, but I want to see reviews. I want to see how the person articulates arguments because that's very important. You know, you writing a review. If you, you can write a great interview piece, but like if you can't articulate an argument, explain why something works or so, you know, that's one thing. And I've had people email me and it seems like they'd be a good fit. And then I hit them up and I'm just like, all right, like, do you got some reviews? And they're like, no. And then I'm like, okay, like, could you, like, whip a couple up? Never hear from them again. I'm like, that was your yeah, shot, shot, man. You like, almost that was, scared that, them or something. That, that was the last step, man. It's not like I was going to ask you to do 17 other things. I was like, but, yeah, honestly, if there's anybody out there, uh, especially in Canada, who wants to write about Metal Hardcore for Exclaim and they have not terrible taste and they can put a sentence together, feel free to email me. I mean, worst thing that happens is it's just not, you know, we're just, you know, it's not the right thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and not the right fit but that doesn't mean you're a bad writer yeah yeah or keep it doing means, you and you know maybe you have a different style that doesn't necessarily work with what we want or you know but why who cares who cares just send the email it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't yeah. mean like i'll still be your friend you know and it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't mean, and he's a good guy so. <laughs> yeah it doesn't, it doesn't mean like just try it and the worst comes to worst you get turned down and then you go pitch somewhere else and they'll say sure like maybe your style works perfectly with what they want yeah fuck yeah and Bradley, sorry to cut this short. I feel like I could talk to you for like about four hours, but uh, I have to go to a shoot pretty soon. Yeah, that's cool, man. But uh, yeah, I want to let you know you're welcome back anytime. Uh, there was a, something else I wanted to talk to you about, but I'll save it for our next episode. Deal. But, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. And uh, anything else you want to say? Listen to Vatican and Vane and Heaven's Die and Sanction and Knocked Loose. I think that band's a very important band because they support up-and-coming bands. Um, and they're young kids doing very well Fuck without yeah. bullshit. Like, it just it just seems like no bullshit. They, they seem like... And Cole is cool, and he likes good death metal. 
to listen to those bands and Exalt and Hollow Earth. I could go on. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Girth Radio. I have tried. I'm dancing with the tide. But my feet won't get the tempo. 